Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Kevin Blackstone, Israel Gutierrez, David Dennis Jr., and Courtney Cronin. The Warriors Championship. Steph's entrance into basketball immortality. Who are you throwing out of the top ten? I'm going to ask you. How hard is that? The core four. Let's go. I want Iguodala. Jack. Larry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's if you want him in the top ten, you got to throw somebody out. I'm just telling you that. First last night, a 21-0 run on the road in a closeout game. Or view it the other way. You were shut out 0-21 at home in game six of the NBA Finals, a game you needed to keep playing. Start there, Kevin Blackathon. Was it what the Warriors did last night or what the Celtics couldn't do? No, it's what the Warriors did last night. And those highlights you showed there from that 21 to nothing run in the first half are incredible because of this reason. Who was on the sidelines as a cheerleader and who was putting up the buckets? The bucket maker was Jordan Poole. The cheerleader was the best player in the game, the MVP. That was Steph Curry. So they just had more weapons, weapons that the Celtics could only dream to have. And, and that's what beat the Celtics down at, at, in, in, the, uh, in the end. You know they have the three big superstars, and then they had everybody else absolutely contributing. You look at the Celtics side. We said the other day that they would need some help from their bench. They didn't really get it. They would need superhuman games from Jason Tatum and maybe even from Jalen Brown. They didn't really get that either. So they were done. Israel Gutierrez, the micro first on last night. How did the Warriors do it, and what did the Celtics fail to do? Well, I mean, maybe this is what uh, Steph Curry means with this gesture is uh, we have the talent you can only dream of having because uh, I seem to remember Jason Tatum being on the All-NBA first team and he did not play as such yesterday. And so I do think that the Celtics made it easier for the Warriors to do what they do. But what was obvious as this series went along is that Steph Curry and that sort of star-driven um, talent or, or system is going to be, uh, he's going to run it better with the Warriors than Jason Tatum is going to do so with the Celtics. And the Celtics just became fatigued in, in guarding Steph Curry. They didn't really have an answer for him as the series went along. In this game in itself, they tried some stuff where late it was just like these simple switches where Al Horford ended up on Steph Curry. So in the end, Steph became the most difficult person to defend, the superstar player who can elevate his team. And yesterday he just finished the job. But the Celtics, especially with the play of Tatum and Smart, made it a little bit easier for them david dennis jr uh okay we see what you're rocking there <laughs> enormous font uh, what school is that uh, uh the davidson college i'll get to i'll get to that in okay. a little bit i'm gonna <laughs> actually start with the Such warriors defense <laughs> and <laughs> i'm gonna start with the warriors defense and what they did that made the celtics incapable of doing what they do it was defensively they caused 17.6 percent of the celtics possessions ended in turnovers oh. in this playoffs oh. and in this finals and what the warriors realized is that jalen brown can't go left and Jason Tatum cannot finish at the basket. He was 14 for 33 on layups. 
That's 45%. Steph Curry was 44% from three. Once the Warriors figured out what they could do defensively, they never let up. This was Draymond's best games probably since game seven of 2016. And the Warriors just, just took their, you know, mentally out of it. And they took everything out of them. And that, that's how they won. And Courtney Cronin. Steph was talking trash with his team up 22 points with 18 minutes left. So I'm going to give credit to the Warriors. They were hot from the very start. They turned a game six into a snooze fest, which is kind of wild. But this is all on Boston. 22 turnovers in this game. The Warriors have scored 123 points off of turnovers in this finals. That is the dagger for the Boston Celtics. And during that 21-0 run, where was Jason Tatum? Nowhere to be found. Three points there again in the second half, too. He didn't come through when they needed him to. Neither did Marcus Smart. 4-12 for 19 points. He, does, he has never met a shot he hasn't liked, but that was not, uh, not the right game plan for them in Game 6. Steph Curry has got an immortality paradox right now. And by that, I mean he was already an immortal of the game. I think you all agree he changed the game more than any player in this generation with just simply being himself. But the new level he has achieved, fourth title, first finals MVP. I asked yesterday, everybody demurred. But now, I ask again, is he top 10 all time? This is the ESPN list, 75th anniversary. And remember, if you move him up, you have to throw somebody out. Israel, go. Uh, yes, I do believe he's top 10 all time. You can place him right there as far as I'm concerned at number nine and, and just move everybody down a slide as far as that list is there. Because, you know, you look at even a guy like Shaquille O'Neal, who has four, t four titles. That fourth one, he didn't win the finals MVP. He was sort of a sidekick to Dwayne Wade and that uh, Heat team. And so I just think it's not only what he's doing now, what he still projects to do. It's not like he has fallen off of his prime. He's still in it. And I think, you know, with that resume and a couple more, you know, probably great years to come, I think he's definitively top 10. And as Steve Kerr said, there are three guys in the modern era who changed the way you have to defend. Michael Jordan, Shaq, and Steph Curry. And Steph just won his fourth title doing it. So, yeah, I think. I think he's in there. David Dennis Jr. I, you know, I, I wanted to come here and, and, like, be obnoxious and do the whole what school to go to thing and think about oh, you're, all that. You're, but you're like, obnoxious. Don't worry. We, 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 okay, good. Thank you. I'm glad I'm, still, I'm glad I'm still doing that. But, uh, but you know, I'm trying to be a little humble here. But this, this morning I was actually finding myself a little bit emotional thinking about the fact that 15 years ago this dude was at Davidson. He was a scrawny kid at Davidson, and I didn't think he would be able to score against Elon. Didn't think he'd be able to score against Wofford. I didn't think he'd be able to beat Georgetown. And at some point along the way I figured – I'm just going to stop doubting this dude and to watch him do what he did last night against the very best defense that the league has to offer at this time and win finals MVP and shut up all these haters. I don't know where he lands, you know, top 10, but I do know that it has been an absolute privilege to watch this dude for 15 years. And I am proud of that brother. And we can have these debates later, but I do want to know if, are we sure Larry Bird is better, but I'll save that for later. No, no, we're here right now. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm happy that you're proud. You should be. I mean, he's your beer pong partner at Davidson. But you got to throw, you're throwing out Larry Bird. Answer the question. I, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I think he's somewhere in that five to seven range. Everybody else gets bumped down. I would put him right ahead of Larry Bird. And Courtney Cronin, on this yeah, show last five. week, you said he was top 10. So, uh, some people, uh, viewers, took some grief of that. But no, please go ahead. Where do you have him now? I have him in the top 10 list. It wasn't going to take a finals MVP for me to put him into this list. And when I was going through that ESPN list you put up, I thought kind of the same way Izzy did. Like, if you put him at, like, 8, 9, or 10, you can move everybody else, like, down a spot. I would maybe consider doing taking Tim Duncan out, taking Larry Bird Ooh. out. But, you know... 
I, the way that I judge it, too, is, like, look at what Steph has done to the NBA at his size. He's not 6'7". He's not doing what Kobe, what LeBron, what Hakeem even did, shooting over guys and picking his spots. He's doing it. Nobody else is because nobody else is his size. So to me, that's like before the finals. That's what the determining factor was uh, in me putting him in the top 10. And Kevin Blackstone, immortality for Steph. Is he now a top 10 player all time? Yeah, he's absolutely a top 10 player. And as I've said before, and I'll say it again, I mean, he's an innovator in this game. Um, he has done things in this game that have not been done before. He has changed the way the game is played. And he has made it so that other people will try to play the game the same way that he has, the same style, pace, um, shooting uh, three-pointers at volume um, with, with incredible distance. That's what you see going in, on in the game right now. So that's his imprint. And not only that, um, but the four titles in eight seasons, the fact that going back to what Dave was talking about, the fact that he was doubted. He was doubted by the Warriors when they had to give him his first big contract because of his injury situation. Um, just the other year, uh, the bubble year, he missed that and came back to lead this team now to another championship. So the things that he's done within his generation are Okay, incredible. but I'm not hearing who you're throwing out of the top ten. Take out give Tim it to Duncan me. right now. There Take you go. out Tim, Tim Duncan. Duncan. Oh, my goodness. I already I thought can... he was the most underrated superstar of all time. But you're throwing out Duncan. Okay. Sure, move him to 11. I'm sure he'll love you know, that. We, we talk often about Bill Russell, the greatest winner of all time, 11 championships in 13 years. We talk about Michael Jordan being 6-0 and in NBA Finals. That doesn't mean he was perfect. He lost the other nine years before he got to the Finals. The greatest win percentage in 100 uh, playoff career wins or more are these Warriors players. The greatest winners in playoff win percentage is Draymond Green and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. So the dynasty of these Warriors, and you heard it with Lisa Salters after the game. Every player, every exec said this one feels different. So I, I want to know what you think the difference was and how you view this dynasty now, Kevin Blackstone. Is this the end of it, the middle of it? Is it the beginning of a new one? You know Curry's 34 now, Thompson and Green are 32. So how do you view this dynasty? Um, I, I view it as maybe the third greatest dynasty in NBA history. I, I would put them right there. Mm. Um, and can they continue? Uh, I think that they can continue just because of the adversity of injury that they've come back from. Um, the youth that they have uh, on their team right now, um, the fact that they've been together for so long and have accomplished so much, the fact that the franchise itself practices patience and have no place for panic. And we see panic all the time. We just saw panic this year mm. with the New Jersey Nets, right? This team Brooklyn, does yeah. not suffer yeah. from that. And so I can see them. Of course, but you, you, you view this as a young team. That's interesting to me because Steph Curry, 34, Draymond, 32, Klay Thompson, is not Clay Thompson. I think we can all agree on that, Kevin. He's not, but he may be closer to being Clay Thompson next year when he's even healthier. And they have this young nucleus, some of which didn't even play in this series. True. So I don't even know how you can even view them when you're comparing them to Giannis or, or whoever a Tatum's out there. Uh, so real quick, you said third best dynasty ever. You're talking about the Celtics. The Celtics. And then and the Bulls. Michael Jordan's Bulls. Okay, so this is bigger than Four the Spurs for you. This is bigger than the Lakers at any point. Israel Gutierrez, how about you? Uh, I still think it's in the mix there. I don't think it's greater than the Spurs yet. I think they've got to go a little bit more. But I think to your point, Tony, about looking just in that, set, uh, that six to eight year window for the Bulls, I think if you just look at it from first title to now – 
The only time they don't win is spectacular performance from LeBron James with a, you know, maybe iffy healthy health-wise Steph Curry, and then pandemic season with ridiculous injuries, and then the following season with the shortened offseason and still dealing with clay injuries. Like, it's what Draymond says. When they're whole, they haven't been beaten, and this is the, their worst of the championship teams, and he can still say that. So I think they've still got another one or two left. You do, even at pieces, their age. You know, this is, this is surprising to me. Let's throw in one more thing, Courtney. Steve Kerr as head coach. I mean, I think someone did the math. It's 12% of all finals. He's won. He's got nine now. Five as a player, four as a coach. So when you view the dynasty of the team and also the dynasty of Steve Kerr's run, how do you view it? I view it as something that is pretty incredible and probably won't be touched. He became the first coach and player, first person to have a champion, four championships as a coach and then again as a player. And you have to think about where this team was three years ago. They were 15 and 50. And now three years later, they won an NBA championship. No other team in NBA history has done that. And, of course, it's on the players. Steve Kerr will be the first person to tell you that. But think about all of the egos he had to manage. Think about everything he had to do with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant and managing the injuries with Steph Curry last year and also Kevin Durant, too. Um, I think it's been remarkable what he's been It is, especially because they had that year where they were the worst record in basketball in between, but it's, it can't be what the Celtics did 11 and 13. It can't be what the Bulls did 6 and 8. Uh, the Spurs have more in a, in a, in a longer span. And then one other dynasty, LeBron, just making it to the finals every year. I think that gets overlooked too. All right, let's do it. Ever since Steph walked in with David Dennis Jr.'s book, The Movement Made Us. This was during the conference finals. He is an NBA champion again, an NBA finals MVP, and he's a college graduate from, yes, what school, Davidson College. Uh, I don't know what the bonus will be historically for that when, when, when you write a book and, and a player does it for future panelists, but David Dennis Jr. just raking the points right now. By yourself on the other side. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of Happy Hour. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Jason Tatum, breakout year. First team all NBA at age 24. To finish the finals with 100 turnovers in the playoffs. It's a new NBA record. The previous record was set by LeBron, so not so terrible. But how he and the Celtics regroup from that. And how you view this Celtics team as a whole. So much to celebrate this season, right? I mean, the offseason reconfiguring they had, 25 and 25, the 
famed team meeting that they got through where people still wanted to break up the team in December. But no, dominant run, two games short of a championship. Could have even won this series, Kevin Blackstone. So what's the feeling? How do you regroup if you're the team? How do you regroup if you're Jason Tatum? Well, as a team, you just look at history in the NBA, and there's always some team that uh, that you have to get by in order to achieve your greatness. Michael Jordan had to get by the Detroit Pistons, uh, famously, and he finally did, and he established his greatness. And so that's what they have to do. I don't think this is a problem that they, that they got this far and fell short to a team and players who we just praise as among the greatest that we've ever seen in the league. I think they can look at tape, they can understand their place, and they can figure out how to get better. Look at tape is, is, is all. All that you got? Look at tape. Is Real Gutierrez? Is that all the Celtics need to do? No, but if I'm Jason Tatum, I start there because if he looks at tape of game six, I think he's going to probably take ownership of that and say, yeah, I need to do more. And that's what I think needs to happen there. It's Jason Tatum needs to own this and say, okay, that can't be me again, whether it be I have to find a way to get to my spots and be that, you know, that ridiculous score, that unstoppable score. And maybe that isn't all on him because maybe this is a team that still needs a point guard. We've been saying about saying that about them for a few years now. Marcus Smart took that role and that was great defensively, but offensively, when time gets tough and they turn the ball over more, it's probably because they need somebody who can organize a little bit better and get guys to their spot. Specifically on Living Tatum, on that baseline, though, taking fadeaway jumpers, not having to create all the time. Okay, so so that's a specific, right? I mean, you're on the sidelines, you're talking to coaches in between quarters, you're, you're, you have a sense for Tatum more than anybody on this panel. This was Andrew Wiggins, primarily his defender for most of this series. This was the most turnovers in the history of the postseason. Besides looking at film, does he need to change part of his game? Change his head? But that's, yes, yes. Look, if you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, is Joel Embiid creating for himself all the time? No, you get him to his spot, get him the ball, let him work. And I think Jason needs to have a lot more of that in the postseason. He probably did plenty of that in the regular season. They just didn't get to it enough in this series in particular. And I think he needs to be more of that and less of the guy who's creating and potentially turning the ball over six times again. David Dennis Jr., well, one way for Jason Tatum not to have so many turnovers is, yeah, take the ball out of his hands and get a point guard. The Celtics don't have a traditional point guard to sort of maneuver and cut those turnovers down. But if I'm Tatum, you're you're an NBA historian. You got to look back on the fact that bad finals appearances happen to great players. LeBron 2011, Shaq 95, Tragic Johnson in 84. This happens. You can bounce back. If he can figure out how to, you know, get score close to the basket, he can come back and win the championship. And Courtney Cronin. Yeah, I'm not going to rain on Jason Tatum's entire postseason, uh, what we just saw, based off what happened in the NBA Finals. But we're not going to remember what happened this year. We're not going to remember what happened with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, how we contained them, how we contained Giannis, how we contained Jimmy Butler because of what happened in the NBA Finals. And I do feel like even Marcus Smart said last year that Boston's window was closing. Think about what happens when KD and Kyrie are on the same page, and Kyrie actually plays a full season. And then beyond that, what happens when the Bucks get Chris Middleton back? Who knows what's going to happen in Philadelphia, but they're going to have a lot of competition in the East next year. It's not going to be necessarily uh, as good of an opportunity as they had this year to get it done. So if you were leaning in one direction more, this was a one-and-done Celtics team, Courtney? Is that what I'm sensing from you? No, it's not a one-and-done team. I just think that they're going to have a lot more competition in the East next year because things aren't going to break their way necessarily the way they did this year.
Kevin Blackstone nodding along. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I guess you agree with no, Courtney. I was, but. I was just gonna say. I heard her mention the Bucks, and I was just gonna say we had the same conversation a few years ago about Giannis, what he needs to do to get better and make it and make his team a championship team, and look what he did. Can be done. Have the same conversation about Gutierrez and Blackstone. What do they need to do to get the showdown? Not enough today. Thank you, gentlemen. Should have worn my gator. Showdown next. Cronin versus Dennis. An emerging rivalry. In two minutes. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Courtney Cronin, David Dennis Jr., good luck in showdown. Lightning Avalanche game two tomorrow. An extra day of rest, an extra day of adjustment. So Tampa had the long streak of never losing back-to-back game snapped last series. And Colorado still at home in a lock at home all postseason. Who you got tomorrow, Courtney? I've got the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, being down in a playoff series is nothing new to this group. They did it in the first round against Toronto. They lost the first two games of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Rangers. So I've got the Lightning tomorrow. I agree. Lightning, not only are they down, they got smoked in game one and the first two series. So losing in overtime is like winning by by three goals pretty much. (laughs) Okay. So you guys agree. You know, I know this is rookie season for both Courtney and David. I agree. Tough thing to say in showdown. That's all I'm going to say as an impartial observer. We'll move on. U.S. Open, Phil Mickelson getting it from media and fans alike. This tweet from Jason Sobel after round one. Phil shot L-X-X-B-I-I-I today. Whew. And then overheard from a fan. Oh. So then today... Goes out card to 73. 11 over is not going to make the cut, leaving Boston early. David, break down Phil's U.S. Open for us. Open and close is pretty much what it is, but it's pretty good for him. If, if Al Horford rebounds is the worst thing, somebody's going to yell to him during this weekend before he's done. I think it's all good for him. Mm-hmm. Courtney? I hope that he told whoever that was to take the over because Al Horford had 14 <laughs> rebounds in game six. So yeah. hopefully he offered good advice. David Dennis Jr., outstanding, repping the school, repping the show in FaceTime. I've seen, since last night, I've seen a lot of people say that they're very sad that because the NBA season's over, that basketball is over. 
That's not true. Basketball is not over. The WNBA season is having a tremendous season and is extremely entertaining. Asia Wilson dropping 35 points whenever she wants to. Sue Birds last year. This has been a tremendous season. I can't wait to see what happens and hopefully by the end of it, Brittany Griner is back and playing basketball and we'll all be happy. David Dennis Jr. Happy Father's Day, David. Uh, father to two and of course Kevin Father to Mia in Israel to Ugo and Courtney, Dr. Tom, I believe, Daddy. Happy Father's Day to all. We're on a 71 half hour break. We'll see you Monday. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. <laughs> Epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.